The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, still we see this, um, you know, the action-packed scenes at the beginning of the Gospel of, of Mark and uh, significant for us, again, for uh, taking these, these steps into the um, extraordinary nature of, of ordinary time. And I think we discovered that, um, you know, what makes these, uh, these moments and these days, and in fact our whole Christian life extraordinary, is, is the fact that we are able to commune with God himself and live out of uh, his love for us and be empowered by, animated, and sustained by his own life of love. You know, we get a, we get a glimpse of that uh, here in in the middle of uh, in the go- the gospel passage uh, that we have today, where we hear that Jesus rose very early before dawn. He left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Right then, everybody comes to him. Um, but this is uh, very very significant uh, for us, and I think you know we might we might ourselves. Uh, being be inclined to try to understand the scene or the scenes surrounding that little note, um, you know, of, of their own accord and and apart from uh, the power of prayer and Jesus's solitary activity there, uh, we will be entirely mistaken to try to do that. Right? We we're used to, I think, watching movies where we don't always uh, come in contact with um, uh, the. Uh, the motivations of of the actors. We don't come in contact with, um, you know, what what say behind the scenes, the the inner life of, of the characters and the rest. Um, but but here we have we have a real good look at, you know, what it is that's driving on and and again animating and sustaining uh, this kingdom of God movement that of course uh, Jesus is is at the head of as as the King, right? What and and um, how it's all say coming to bear. Uh, in him and through him and around him and the rest. So, you know, we have um, we've had the extraordinary casting out of of demons. We've got uh, the the healing of of Simon's mother-in-law, and we start hearing uh, again about those uh, seeking Jesus out. Uh, they brought to him all were, who were ill or possessed by demons. They said the whole town was gathered at the door. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a simple exaggeration, right? Or it's just like, hey, everybody's everybody's right there waiting for him, right? Uh, this is uh, this is the challenge that that faces him, and one of the reasons why, of course, 
one of the practical reasons why he has to continue to go around from village to village. He has to be on, he has to be on the run, as it were, because the crowds are so big as, as to crush anyone who would otherwise you know, be inclined to, uh, to, to wait or stand in, in eager anticipation of, um, of him and, and what he's doing. But you know, we, we see, I think, or, or what, we're, what we're supposed to see is uh, the, uh, the successes of the scene, right? How Jesus is moving about with, with power and authority. He's liberating people. He's healing them. Uh, we see them with, with new vigor and purpose. This is what we're supposed to see when, um, when uh, Simon's mother-in-law is, is then waiting on them after she has been, uh, she has been healed by Jesus. She's taking up the, the word there is a diaconia. Right? She's taking up this, uh, this real thoroughgoing service of, of the other. And, uh, and that's not, say, there's not like, um, how do you say, cultural norms and the rest. This is, this is the result of her being healed, being claimed by the power of God's own life of love. What happens when we are claimed by the power of God's own life of love is that we are inspired then, yeah, we, I mean, breathed into, right, in that, in that, say, strict sense of the word, we're inspired to pour ourselves out in, in service of, in really glorifying God and in service of the people that, that he entrusts to our care. So we've got all, we've got all these successes, right? And yet we see um, it's, it's not a scene that's, say, uh, without, its, without its tinge of, of darkness, right? I mean, anytime you see uh, the people possessed um, and, and uh, the driving out of, of demons, uh, we're, to, we're to see how, you know, perhaps um, how difficult this, this reality is. The, Jesus is going to bring the, the events of that, of that day, right? So there's tons of activity, a lot of successes, He's advancing the kingdom purposes of God, right? We have that sense, right? Because he says, right, um, let us go on to the nearby villages. We have a sense that, okay, he's, he's accomplishing the work. He's moving on to do more of the same. And this is the time that he's actually then pulling back. In the middle of this activity, he's pulling back to pray. Yeah, so it's not simply as though, right, he's, he's found troubles, struggles, Things are not going his way, right? The things that I, I think um, more often inspire us to be very close to God, seeking out his word, like desperate to receive his word, uh, to, to experience his consolation and the rest. This is not actually where Jesus is. Jesus is in the midst of you know, the great successes of the advancing of God's purposes, and it's there that he goes to pray and, see, and seek solitude. Right? I mean, he has to be in solitude for any number of reasons, but one of the reasons why is because when you're having those kinds of successes, you're going to find a lot of cheerleaders around you. Yeah? And, there's a, and there's distraction to be had there, right? and, the, and the desire to, to, to keep people satisfied by the victories that you're, you're achieving, I mean, that's all somewhat of a, a, can be a temptation. I mean, it's, it's a temptation that Jesus is going to overcome because he overcomes it right after his, his baptism, the time that he spends in in the wilderness, he know he knows his purpose, but he's ma he's making sure right that that in every in every fiber of his being he's staying grounded right in every fiber of his being he's he's staying centered on God and the loving purposes of God, right? so he's he's there to glorify God, he's there to receive from him the strength that he needs to persevere in successes, yeah, and and to not be kind of um, 
pulled one way or the other in the midst of his successes. And the temptation become, will become more powerful still. Okay, we have the, that, uh, the reading um, about uh, Samuel and Eli, right? The, here, here I am, Lord, and the rest. And there's some primitive spiritual direction in that, right? It's like Eli has some sense to say, okay, well, listen. Right? It's, I'm not calling you. Listen to the Lord. Yeah, listen to the Spirit. And I think here we see the, some of the fulfillment of that, right, is that Jesus is, is living this spirit, totally spirit-aligned life. I get it, right? He's the second person of the Holy Trinity, right? But there, but there has to be some point of, of contact here as well, right? Some, some point of, you know, the, the, um, you know the, the man par excellence, right? He, he is uh, n- not just, you know, um, totally... He's not just totally God and totally man. He, he is the, the, the fully human being. Yeah, and, and the part of his being the fully human being, of course, makes him example, exemplar for us. Um, but it also shows us the, uh, the relationship that we are meant to have with God, our Father. And certainly as uh, baptized members of Jesus' own body, right? Certainly as baptized members of the body of Christ, our life ought to have a similar pattern as, as his, right? The, 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 the way that we see him living out his life, our lives ought not to be so, so foreign from, from that pattern that you couldn't see the, you know, the similarities, you know, one, one between the other. So here it is, the, the necessity of our prayer and, and being focused on this, say the, the voice of God, the Spirit, that we all need to hear and that we need space and time to hear. Right? No matter whether, whether we're in the midst of great successes or, or deep struggles, because also, you know, we're, we see that there's a great cost also in the advancing of, of God's plan and purpose here. There will be for us too. It's, again, it's just the nature of, of love that we're committed to go out and will the good of the other for the sake of the other. We're, we, are, we are going out to glorify God and to pour, our, pour ourselves out in, in praise of him and in service of him and his purposes. It means that we have to be totally centered on him. And the only way that we're going to do it is to, find, is to, is to give ourselves, really, as what we say, we can give it to God, if that seems a bit easier. But we have to, we have to give ourselves the time and the space in order to commune with him and, he, and hear his word spoken into our hearts. This is, this is one of the challenges of prayer, I think. Yeah, we, in our early kind of catechetical days, we talk about prayer as conversation with God. It's conversation with God really more of in, an, um, in an analogical way. Yeah, so it's when God is speaking to us, we're likely not hearing him, right? Hearing him with our ears, Okay, if you are, this is an extraordinary phenomenon. We can talk about it some other time, please. Okay, let's do that some other time. But if you're not hearing God with your ears, you're probably okay. Okay, and the, but the challenge is to, to hear, what does it mean then to hear the word of God? Well, the word of God spoken to us is love. Yeah, and we hear love with our heart. So this is where, you know, the, the great phrase, whether it's from St. Francis de Sales or picked up by John Henry Newman, cor ad cor locutor, heart speaks to heart. So I have to be trained in this heart, the, the speaking of heart to heart. 
Yeah, I mean, we'd have to be trained also in, in if, if we had those you know, auditor, auditory um, revelations, we'd have to be trained to receive those as well. We have to be trained to speak to God with the heart. Yeah, and I mean, look, we're blessed here. We have people around to help us with this. So if this is just totally foreign, you're like, I don't know what's going, what is he even talking about? You know, what? I, I really didn't expect this. Okay, fine. But if, if you need to have some help, if you, if you want help, in learning how to speak heart-to-heart -heart with God. We have people around. Yeah, if the church doesn't do this, the church isn't doing a whole hell of a lot, right? We're not doing much at all. We have to be doing at least that. We have to be connecting people with God. And we, and we have the capacity to do that here. So yeah, we need the space. We need the time. We need silence. Yeah, and, and, we, and we have to expect the Word of God. And he's going to speak that word with love. We're going to receive it with, with joy, right? We know, that we're at, we know that we're actively receiving from God that word, that word of love when our lives also are bearing the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, so there's this, okay, the trifecta for us is love, trust, obey. And we see it all in the, in the life of, of Jesus. When we're loving God, when we're trusting him, when we're following him in faith, when we're obeying him, what he's revealing to us, then we're going to see that our lives are flourishing with the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, self-control. But our hearts, again, have to be centered on God. And, we're, and no matter where we are today, our prayer gets to be, you know, following on, uh, you know, following faithfully Jesus in his, in his own prayer, our, our prayer gets to be, Lord, help me to love and trust and obey you. Yeah? Even if we don't know what those words mean, we make that prayer our own. My whole life, Lord, I want to be centered on you. I want to hear you speak your word to me where I am. And I will give you the space and the time to do it. And I want then to grow in love and trust and obedience of you as you do with me what you will, as I commit to you and your purposes, no matter what they may be and no matter what it might cost me.